Hey guys, welcome back to the GOAT Podcast. This is your host, Michael Clark. want to start off before the episode begins by saying we have just a few more weeks of every episode being uploaded to the Master Feed. Uh, we wanted to do a soft launch and be able to kind of give you guys a taste of what the GOAT Podcast is going to be like. But if you want it to be a continued daily content for you after our break is over, then you're going to need to go and find Going on a Tangent or parentheses g-o-a-t and look for the red logo with the goat face and hit the subscribe button it would also help if you would leave a rating and a review uh if this podcast has been informative to you that would be great uh we love having the opportunity to talk to you about all things football and sports related if some of you have been thinking you know hey i kind of wanted some other sport content to be covered stay tuned i will be taking a break two weeks to three weeks after the draft is over and we will begin having some other guest hosts come on probably for most of the summer talking about other sports, and then I'll take back over in the fall, and we'll get right back on the train with football. So I have with me today remote for the first time. Most of the other times we've ever done this, she has been in the room with me, but I have with me today Monica Teske. Monica, welcome back to the program. Thanks. It's kind of cool to do this remote now. I know. Monica went and bought some equipment because she needed it for basically other projects she's wanting to do anyway. And I said, mm -hmm. hey, if you're going to buy this stuff, then you should totally buy it to where you can use it and join the podcast. And she agreed, thought that would be a great idea. And so let's make this announcement now, Monica. What are we going to be doing round two and three next Friday night? Uh, I believe we are going to try to do a live stream. Yeah, or... the GOAT podcast is going to go live for a watch party. So if you're thinking about watching rounds two and three and you don't want to watch just what the analysts are saying, watch what we're going to say. Uh, if you like what we've been able to contribute to the podcast and to the sports world, give us a shot to be the analyst for you that night because we're not allowed, according to the NFL rules, to show you any of their footage. Uh, it's millions of dollars if we did that. So we're just going to play it on our TVs and talk to you about what's happening in front of us. Monica, talk just a little bit, uh, very briefly. We don't have a ton of time, but very briefly talk about our tradition with the draft. Um, well, Michael, we, don't, we normally try to watch the first round together. This year it's just not going to work out. Uh, Michael always likes to watch draft day. Uh, I kind of adopted that with him. Watched draft night before the first round, and we just watched the draft together, and we will, I mean, we are basically talking the entire time, like every day about all the picks, um, and we just watch as much of it together as we can. Yeah, I, I know that uh, it sounds kind of hypocritical for me to be a Steelers fan and love draft day as much as I do. <laughs> But Draft Day is, in my opinion, a top three sports movie. Um, I know that's a hot take, but it's a top three sports movie <laughs> because we never really get, let alone a clean movie. It's It's got its problems. You have to be careful with watching some of it. But like Jerry Maguire, you can't trust it completely. Mm -hmm. But you never really get that side of sports. It's always Remember the Titans or Rudy or any of those kind of things where it's about the sport itself. Never the draft. I love that movie. My my favorite is my favorite's probably Moneyball, but 
Moneyball you know. is a pretty good movie too. Yeah, yeah, I like I like the concept of Moneyball, and I I wish more people would try to use that again because I think it would still be successful. That'd be so cool. All right, well, we're going to be talking about another mock draft today, Monica. It is Wednesday, April the 19th. We are a week and a day from the round, round one, and boy, are a lot of things heating up. Um, we're going to talk about Eric Edholm's draft. Now, Eric Edholm's draft will be posted in the comments if you want to the show notes. If you want to go and look at what he's done, that's totally your call. I like Eric's style. Now, one thing that we have to state is, first of all, this was published almost a month ago. A lot can change in that time. Right. But I didn't change a lot of Eric's picks, and that includes several trades that happen. Is this the first one we've done with trades? I believe it is. Um, Interesting. We'll, we'll get into it in a little bit later as far as everything else. But, Monica, when you're going to talk about yesterday's episode later on in this this particular podcast, what did you think of my take about Daniel Jeremiah completely tanking that mock draft on purpose? I was kind of wondering about that myself because he has been so dead on. And yeah. I, it was a little shocking to me, some of the stuff that he did. I was like, there's no way. There's no yeah. way. He's he's pulling his punches. The days of Mike Mayock are thankfully long gone at the NFL Network. Ooh, and, I can't stand uh, Mike Mayock. Yeah, the Raiders couldn't stand Mike Mayock. Um, and I'm sure those are some of the best years for you Broncos fans when Mike Mayock was in control of the Raiders. They are still recovering from the Mike Mayock days. You know, that's true. They really are. But we're going to jump right into it, Monica. I have got my screen shared for you. Can you see it? The mock I, draft yep, board? Yep, I can okay. see it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start here with pick number one. And this one might might be different now, but I'm like I've said all week long, I'm not going to make a ton of changes in the top five. Right. Because it's really, to me, it's totally anyone's call as to what happens one through five. Yeah. The draft really begins at pick six with the Lions. Um. That's my opinion. Of course, that can change with trades, but we'll get to that. But pick number one, the Carolina Panthers select C.J. Stroud. Um, here's something funny. Bryce Young canceled all of his pre-draft visits, but they still met with C.J. Stroud today in Carolina. And Will Levis. Yeah, I heard something today. I mean, it was kind of a – I was rushing around doing lots of stuff today, but I saw something today that said – the Panthers are not completely certain that Bryce Young is going to be their number one pick. Yeah, and I I did say on the podcast yesterday, and if it's one of the things you're going to talk about, you can refrain, but I did say that Bryce Young is really dumb for canceling any pre-draft visits that he has remaining. It's a Jalen um, Carter type move. I didn't like it. Yeah, and even if he was told by the Texans, there's no way you're getting past pick two, so don't go anywhere else. Still go. Go get those free dinners, man. Why not? Those free lunches, free whatever, go. Go talk to those teams. I mean, what does it hurt? Maybe one of those teams falls in love with you and they offer a king's ransom to the Texans. But in this scenario, C.J. Stroud is pick number one. I did not change that pick. Nor did I change pick number two. Uh, that is Bryce Young going to the Houston Texans. Um, I'd, I'd, I'm okay with them picking a quarterback as long as they come back in and get an offensive lineman later on. Well, hold that thought. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> hold the thought. Because so far, the trend has been that they do not do that. That's been the, the consistent trend with everyone else. 
Um, that being said, pick number three, we have a trade. A, uh, a projected trade with the Arizona Cardinals and the Indianapolis Colts. I understand the scenario for this, but the, the trade is they move up one spot and they take Anthony Richardson. I don't have a problem with the pick if they're truly sold on Anthony Richardson being the guy. However, for those of you at home, let me play devil's advocate for you. Let's say Anthony Richardson is a Cam Newton 2.0. And so that's the career you're going to get. He's going to be very good in the very beginning of his career. But it's not going to last forever, and it's going to get to a point where he's kind of a washed-up name. Would you rather have Anthony Richardson or Kirk Cousins? Because let's say Will Levis is more Kirk Cousins. He's not flashy Mm -hmm. in the sense of running all over the field, but he is consistent. He wins a lot. He's a quarterback that will get you to the playoffs several years, and he's going to make the right plays. Would you rather – we'll just just ask you, Monica – would you rather move up and give up whatever draft capital is required to do it to get a Cam Newton at the worst, a Lamar Jackson at the best, or would you rather just stay pat at four and get Will Levis, give up nothing, and say, nobody can trade up and make me not get a quarterback. Let's just focus on putting the best players around him. What would you pick to do? I honestly don't know why... Indianapolis would move up to get a quarterback because I can't see Arizona. Maybe I'm just crazy, but I can't see Arizona getting a quarterback. Not, I mean, especially if uh, Bryce and CJ go one, two, I don't think they're going to go quarterback. So why would you move up and give up draft capital to get somebody who would be there at four? It just doesn't make sense to me. Sure. And I guess the argument is, if you're that sold on Anthony Richardson, someone else will move up for him. The Commanders could do that. The Falcons, the Raiders, uh, the Seahawks, any of those teams that are out of five, you know, Mm -hmm. because the top four quarterbacks could be gone at four. Right. Uh, Any of those teams could trade up and jump. So if you're that sold on Anthony Richardson, go get him. Now, I know some of you are going to say, hey, wait a minute. Yesterday, you changed Anthony Richardson to Will Levis. Why didn't you do that today? Because a trade was involved, yeah. And if you're that, if if this scenario was legit, and you're that sold on Anthony Richardson that you're going to give up ex excess capital to get him, then I'm not changing that pick. No, uh, that's just my personal opinion. So that leaves the Cardinals dropping down to four, and they take Will Anderson Jr. You know, Monica, I don't think you can see this as well, so I'm going to increase it. Uh, they take Will Anderson Jr. Um. Yeah, I read that's a, a good... report today that says some NFL executive has come out on the record and said Will Anderson Jr. is not a top 10 uh, player in this draft. And somebody what on the comment was section... was he watching? Well, so this is the thing. Somebody on the comment section said that executive probably doesn't have a top 10 pick. <laughs> yeah. And so he's not going to get him. And that's why he's saying that. Um, this has to be the Cardinals pick, right? If they stay in the top four, it's got to be who they take it has to be it has to be and he he would fit in so well in that outside linebacker role for them yeah so so far no changes top three stay the same And, and really the top three as we've seen so far in all of the drafts have all been anthony richardson 
Bryce Young, or top four, excuse me, have all been Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, and C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. Those, those have so far this week, all of the drafts that we have covered, that's been the top four. And the top five stays fairly consistent, too. For the second day in a row, Jalen Carter is selected by the Seattle Seahawks, and I don't hate this pick. No, it makes um, sense for them. Yeah, if you if you told Seattle, hey, you're going to get Shelby Harris in this trade, and he's not going to play very well for you, and then you're going to get the number one player in this draft. I, That's a steal. How, how lucky do you have to be for That's that a, to happen? Um, I mean, they didn't really get much in the Russell Wilson trade as far as, like, Talent like Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, not that much. But if they can use that pick and get Jalen Carter, yeah, they won that trade completely. Absolutely. So at pick number six, the Detroit Lions are on the clock. They have traded away Jeff Okuda. They did sign Cam Sutton. They did sign Chauncey Gardner Johnson, among a couple of other depth pieces, it appears, to try to shore up that secondary. But I love what Eric has them do. He has them selecting Christian Gonzalez. In my opinion, he is the best cornerback in this class. Um, this one makes a lot of sense. I like this. He has got a a great size about him to be able to play the position. Uh, you're in the NFC North where you've got to go against Jay Jettas. You've got to go against Christian Watson. you got to go against DJ Moore now. Um, you need that dog to be able to go against them, and I think this helps them do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, again, no changes here. Now, here's where things get interesting. Pick number seven. Oh, boy. The Las Vegas Raiders select Will Levis. Wow. And I'm going to say this, and then I'll turn it over to you for your comments on it. Years ago, something similar happened just three picks later, where a team had an established game-managing quarterback. They draft this kid with a very flashy arm, and they told him he was going to sit for a season and not play. And that was Patrick Mahomes. Now, do yeah. I think Will Levis is going to be Patrick Mahomes? No. no. He doesn't have the same – he doesn't even have the same style. No, he doesn't. However, do I think that him sitting is going to be the best thing for him? Absolutely. Yes. Thoughts on this pick? I was just thinking Will Levis with Devontae Adams is terrifying. Yeah. And not to mention that the Raiders continue to add later on in the draft too. You know, they'll have more picks yeah. to add so, yeah, I like that at all, a lot. The next pick is Tyree Wilson to the Atlanta Falcons. He's getting a lot of love lately. A he lot really of is. love lately. He really is. And apparently this is a steal because Eric Edholm says it's his number six prospect in the draft, and yet he still had Jalen Carter going before him, and I think that's because of the needs of everything else. To me, the only question I have is, do the Raiders – trade back into the first round with like the bears mm-hmm. at nine to select will levis and they go after tyree wilson at seven you know is that a possibility to give max crosby another threat on his you know side of the line do they have the capital to do that we'll I'll have to double check but i'm pretty positive that they have the capital to move up because at one time the raiders had a deal in place um that they were talking about with the texans to move up but they hmm. thought it was too rich. So they had the capital, but they just didn't want to pay it. Gotcha. So the Bears seem primed to move down potentially. But, Monica, pop quiz. You listen to this podcast religiously. <sighs> what is my number one offensive tackle on the board this year? Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson. And what have I complained about all week long? That, that at Peter, number nine. That people are mocking 
Skaronsky to the Bears, which I agree doesn't make sense. So imagine my surprise when Eric at home says, hey, Harris oh. Thompson Jr. should be going to the Chicago Bears at number nine. Brilliant pick. I love it. I mean, finally. Like, <laughs> you know, and I could be wrong. All of these picks could be terrible and everything change a week from tomorrow. You know, I but, mean, what if, what if that happens and everything, all of this is wrong? That would just be hilarious. I'll just have to quit. I'll have to quit doing the podcast. We would quit the podcast uh, right then. Pick number 10. This is the first pick that I changed, and it's another trade. This is a projected trade with the Houston Texans and the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, this, this angers me that they're going to do this. Now, I agree that a trade-up would happen here. I agree that a trade-up would happen. But not for Lucas Van Ness, who is what Eric has them doing. No, um, no. The Texans have a ton of draft picks in this draft. They can get a Will McDonald probably in round two. They can get a Felix Anyaduke Uzama. They can get any of those guys in round mm. two. They do not have to, to reach for Lucas Van Ness. And I heard this statistic today. I was listening to Joel Klatt. Um, and, yes, I listened to Joel Klatt. Um, you know, you just Joel lost gives, all credibility right there. He gives me some good takes, though, because Joel said this. You ready? Oh boy, Lucas Van Ness had thirteen something sacks last year and started zero games. Cool. Now that is a good statistic in one sense, but it's also a terrible statistic in another. The argument could be made: Well, how many sacks would he have gotten if he'd played the whole time? Let me give you the devil's advocate side, the other coin, other side of the coin. Why wasn't he playing more? Yeah. That's got to be a question that you have. And that's why, and you heard me get angry about the Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger stuff the other day. Statistics are misleading. Mm-hmm. You have to think about them consistently. And 13 sacks sounds amazing until you realize, yeah, those were in passing situations. And especially with how bad... Iowa was this year. Yeah. It it doesn't the fact that he doesn't play doesn't give me a lot of comfort. So I have them taking Broderick Jones instead. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say probably Broderick Jones right there. Yeah, and I do think this is where a tackle run can happen. You know, you've got three teams in a row that could arguably need tackle and the the Eagles could say, Hey, one of you trade up to get the next best tackle. I I mean, if Paris Johnson does go to the Bears and someone trades up, I expect that they're going to get a tackle. I expect Skaronski is off the board, Brock Jones is off the board, or maybe if someone's getting crazy, Darnell Wright. Right. That's where I think we would be going there, moving up with the Eagles. So at 11, the Titans are selecting Peter Skaronski, and I don't hate it. He's the best offensive lineman on the board currently. They need more than just a tackle, and he can play guard. So I think yeah. that's where you plug him in, and you just let it, let it go that way. Number 12, the Eagles are taking Nolan Smith in this, and I, I like that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm happy with that. To add to that pass rush, continue to add Georgia players to your team, and just continue to try to win championships if you can. Uh, pick number 13, it was Broderick Jones. However, Broderick Jones is gone now on our board, and so the Jets end up taking Lucas Van Ness. I'm that okay makes sense. with Van Ness yeah. going to the Jets. They have the ability to let him sit for a year and then really get him in, just like he did at Iowa. Some situational passing downs. See what you got. Um, let's see here. Let me before we do this. 
So the next several picks in a row, like maybe the next 10 uh-huh. or more, I do not change. So we're going to rapid fire them, okay? Okay. Pick number 14, the Patriots select Devin Witherspoon. Thoughts? Okay. Makes sense. Pick number 15, the Green Bay Packers select Dalton Kincaid, tight end. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, that would make me so angry. Yeah. Pick number 16, a projected trade with the Washington Commanders. The Chargers jump up and select JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and you and I both know that is a spectacular pick. I would be very upset. I'd be very upset. And that's how you know it's a good pick. Yeah. Pick number 17, the Steelers select Joey Porter Jr. We've done that several times on this podcast already, so, yeah. Pick number 18, the Detroit Lions select Michael Meyer. I do think they need a tight end. Wow, I would love that. Yeah. I was very surprised when they traded TJ Hawkinson and wasn't sure why they did that. So getting Michael Meyer, who is on everybody's board, basically the number one tight end, but always the second tight end selected. That doesn't make Um, any sense. I think that's because Dalton Kincaid led the NCAA last year in tight end receiving yards. But but he's also injured. Yeah. Yeah, he broke his back. He did get a clean bill of health to play, but still. Pick number 20, or pick number 19, the Dallas Cowboys trade up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they select Bijan Robinson. I love that personally. That is really good. Um, I like Bijan going to the, the Cowboys because Tony Pollard is hurt and Tony Pollard may not be able to be a bell cow. And you've had the last several years the Cowboys saying, let's do two running backs. And Tony Pollard has really, he's done well in that system, in that two running back system. I think that'd be incredible. Bold take. Bold take. If this scenario happened, the Dallas Cowboys will draft another running back as well. Yes. Um, And it might be Roshan Johnson. I was about to say, don't they have like a third round pick? Yeah, that's exactly where I was thinking. you can literally say to Tony Pollard, hey, man, if you're healthy, that's great, but we don't have to pay you next year. Yeah. Dalvin Cook's being talked about being cut. That tells you how much the running back position is valued. Mm Mm-hmm. Pick number 20, the Seattle Seahawks select Osiris Torrance. I love this. Build your offensive line. Um, And in this scenario. Interesting. Uh, he battled Jalen Carter, and Eric Edholm said, my favorite prospect matchups to watch this past college football season. But here the rivalry just gets to continue on as teammates. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. That would be very interesting to watch. Yep. Pick number 21, with that trade with the Los Angeles Chargers, the commanders move back and select Deontay Banks. Good pick. I'm pick okay number 22. The Baltimore Ravens select Quentin Johnston. I don't think so, um, personally. Uh, you know, I think the Ravens are done trying to, to guess in round one with their wide receivers. I think they'd rather try to go and get a guy in round two or three and just see what happens. So, But isn't he kind of similar to the size of D-Hop? And then Lamar I, said he wanted D-Hop and OBJ. Yeah, but you could argue that Rashad Bateman's the same size, too. Yeah. That's true. But, I mean, Lamar already doesn't like him because he wants somebody else. So Yeah. Well, and the funny thing, too, they wanted Calvin Austin third, and the Steelers jumped them to get him. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought that was great. Uh, 
in my in my correction of this pick here, I change it to Brian Breezy. That makes that makes perfect sense. It's such a Ravens pick. Yes, it um, is. Pick number 23, the Minnesota Vikings are selecting Kalijah Kansi, but in my opinion, no, they're not. Uh, I have them taking Quentin Johnston to match up with Jay Jettas and to continue to build, you know, a wide receiver core for who I think will be Hendon Hooker's eventual team because I think they'll trade back into the first round and take Hooker at the very end. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Quentin Johnston instead of Kalijah Kansi? Kalijah Kansi makes sense there too, but I mean, I get Quentin Johnston. Yeah. I it would just be interesting to see what they would do next year without Kirk Cousins because I'm assuming they're not going to resign him. Right. Coincidentally, Kalijah Kansi is the only other pick that I will change later in the draft and add him into it. So let's get going <laughs> so I can tell you where it is. All right. Uh, pick twenty four. The Jaguars select Brian Branch. No. Um, no. I. No. I don't like it, but no. I, I think it's something that will probably happen. Um, no. I just don't know where. Okay. No hear me out here does it feel to you like brian branch is getting a little overdrafted yes i agree i've seen some draft sites saying pick 59 to 80 is a better range for him yes all right that alabama a is very powerful yes Um, you know do they does bama ever wear white helmets no okay i was gonna say that scarlet a but that's not not a thing so no. Pick 25, the Giants select Zay Flowers. I'm okay with it. It sounds yeah. like something they would do. Um, it makes sense. Pick 26 is Tampa Bay. You're sitting back after that trade with Dallas, and they get Darnell Wright. Hmm. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, no intended. I don't like that pick, but... Oh, I okay. like that. I think well, you put Darnell on the right side and Tristan Wurst on the left, and you're you're set. But you have Baker Mayfield. That's why you need to put Darnell right. So you Tristan have Hendon Hooker's on the board. He is, but again, I think the Buccaneers could also trade back in. Okay. Um, and who knows what what capital in this scenario? Because this guy didn't put what the draft trade was. That's true. What capital That's did they true. get from moving back from nineteen? They very well could move back in. Because they moved way back. back from 19 to 26. Like, that's a that's a Seven move. Spots. Yeah. Pick number 27, Jordan Addison for the Buffalo Bills. Sure. I mean, yeah. Pick number 28, Anton Harrison for the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. That makes sense. Pick number 29, Miles Murphy to the New Orleans Saints. Wow. Yeah. They need D-end and... Cameron Jordan's entering the final year of his contract, so you got to... And they're going to have to let him go. Yep. Pick number 30, Philadelphia Eagles select Aditi Tomiwa Adeboware. But no, they don't. They select Kalijah Kansi. That that would make a lot more sense. Yeah, Kansi is more of the explosive player. Yes. And I think that's what they want. They want guys like Javon Hargrave was surprisingly fast to the quarterback. I was going to say, uh, Kalijah Candy's pretty fast, isn't he? Yep. So, Monica, with the last pick before we move on to section two of our discussion today. Okay. What would be the most annoying pick at 31 for the Kansas City Chiefs to make? If they got Darnell Washington. 
That is exactly what this guy has them doing. Uh, um, and I love his reasoning. He wrote, Travis Kelsey will turn 34 next season and should have more of his blocking duties absorbed by others. Enter Washington, who can block, catch, and offer the Chiefs more 12 personnel, two tight end possibilities. I think it's a lock, if he's still there at 31, that they take him. It makes a lot of sense, and I hate that. Because what would you say if you're Travis Kelsey and it's like, hey, you don't have to block as much anymore. You literally come in and be the passing guy. I would be all about that. Yeah, people can say, well, they'll know that they're going to throw to Travis Kelsey. They throw to Travis Kelsey anyway. They do it anyways. You can't stop it, so give him more length in his career. I don't see Kelsey playing five more years. And so no, probably not. Way to have that next guy in place. And what's going to happen five years from now? Oh, Darnell Washington will be on the last year of his rookie contract. That's crazy. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moving on to what I have done throughout the week, which I'm calling tentatively, you know, Michael's rumors. These are the things that I've heard throughout the day, and including one of the things that uh, – actually did end up happening i had it initially listed down as a rumor because i wasn't sure it was going to take place and then an hour later it happened but my first rumor is that the giants have hosted hendon hooker Ooh, yeah now why do you do that after you just give daniel jones a four-year contract because you don't oh man you're trying to keep something under hat. Second yeah. rumor. I'm so glad you're on this podcast. I wanted to save this for when I talk to you next. Oh, great. I saw it this morning. Oh, no. Russell Wilson was involved in a scary accident. Oh, I saw that. A scary golf course accident after flipping his cart into a bunker. <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah, yeah I, I saw that. He just can't win. Um, third rumor. Virginia wide receiver Dontavian Wicks is on a 30 visit to the Jaguars today and then goes to visit the 49ers on Wednesday. Yeah. Huh. Intriguing. Next rumor. There are currently no updates on Justin Herbert's contract negotiations. So nothing has happened yet. That's still kind of at a stalemate. I expect Joe Burrow to be signed next. Mm, yeah, probably. Probably. Next rumor. The Baltimore Ravens offered Lamar Jackson a very strong deal. That $200 million was the total guaranteed, and $133 million was guaranteed on a shorter deal. Hmm. Yeah. Also, read this today from the Lions fan report on Twitter. Yes, guys, that's how tapped in I try to be. I am on the Lions fan report on Twitter. Um, Like, when Monica says Michael takes it seriously, that's what we mean. Uh, This is what they tweeted. You ready? Just a reminder that the Lions have met with the top quarterback prospects before. In 2021, they met with Zach Wilson at his pro day. And in 2022, they brought both Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett in for top 30 visits. Smart of them to do their due diligence, but it doesn't mean it will happen. Now, next to last rumor before we get to actually what happened. Browns cornerback Greg Newsom II is mad at the rumors that he requested a trade. He said, I truly adore Cleveland. What? 
No. Um, I think nothing has really happened yet, and he's trying to walk it back so that he can stay in good graces with Cleveland. So, very quickly, let's talk about what actually happened. The Steelers made a trade today for a wide receiver. The Rams traded star wide receiver Allen Robinson, not Cooper Cup. <laughs> Allen How Robin- much did you wish that was Cooper Cup? Yeah, I wish it was a lot. I wish it was a lot. Allen Robinson is traded to the Steelers for number 234 and number 251 was what the uh, Rams sent with him. Mm-hmm. So the Steelers basically sent 234, the Rams sent number 251 and Allen Robinson, and the Rams have agreed to pay two-thirds of his salary this season. There you go. There I'm going to say this, and then I know we got to move on. Omar Khan is 110% a very good GM so far. We are walking into the NFL draft a week from tomorrow with basically no glaring holes that we have to reach for. You could argue, well, you might need some linebacker depth. Yeah, maybe. Um... And I think we'll we'll probably get into that at some point with it, but everything we have at least worked out. So whatever we do, I'd be okay with at this point. Right. Monica, you had some takes from yesterday's episode. Yes. Me. All right. I had one, what I feel might be a boiling hot take, but I really wanted to talk to you about it. Jalen Hurts yeah. was overpaid. Ooh. He was don't, overpaid. Don't things about the guy that left you guys just because Tua was was started instead of him. Don't don't do that. Come on. Um. Yeah, I. I. As much as I love Jalen, I really do. I. Just no. I I find it really hard with what he's done so far to pay him that much more than Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's my sticking point. Yeah. Well, any we don't have time to talk about all of this today because I know you have other takes to talk about and then we want to try to get one other thing done. Okay. Um, tomorrow, if Joe Burrow signs a contract, he will make Jalen Hurts look like he was underpaid. Yeah. That's how this works. And it's not sustainable. No. It's got to stop. And it will happen at some point. Rich Eisen talks about it all the time. Some team one day will say to their rookie quarterback entering the last year of his deal, thanks, kid, and let him go. Yeah. And when that happens, the NFL will change again and quarterbacks will start asking for less money. But it's not going to happen as long as these special players are on teams asking for new deals. My full-time job is in the financial industry, and a lot of people will, you'll you'll hear chatter a lot of times where people will say, the bubble will eventually burst. At some point, the bubble is going to burst, and I just, I think Jalen's good. I think he deserves an amazing contract, but that was too much. I don't think he's proven that yet. If he does a year or two more, yes, sure. I'd be okay with it, but right now, I 
not a super fan of that. Okay. What other hot takes do you have or takes from yesterday's episode? Anything in particular? I I was a little bit surprised that Broderick Jones was available for the Titans and you didn't let them select him. Also, um, I'm going to call Mark out right here. Okay. Uh, he said the Broncos have a terrible history of draft picks recently. And I... Had any. <laughs> I was like, hold on, hold on. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Garrett Bowles, Patrick Sertan, and Bradley Chubb. Those are all recent draft picks, and those are pretty good players. Okay. Paxton Lynch and Drew Locke were not great, but everybody's got hits and misses. Let me push back on this just a touch. You okay. ready? What team does Bradley Chubb play for right now? I mean, yeah, he doesn't play for, but he was still the draft, like he was still a Broncos draft pick. Sure. What rumors were swirling earlier this offseason about two wide receivers? They were still drafted by Denver. That's true, but here's my point. The goal of drafting a player is to do what with that player? Yeah, I mean, but if it doesn't work out, yeah. Right. My argument would be that the Broncos have made decent selections, but they're such a terrible organization right now. For whatever reason it is, I don't know. I can't see behind what's on Sunday. Yeah. Players want out. Or it's what I've been saying to you, which is they know that they need to be able to get better. And the only way to get better when you've traded away so many draft picks is you trade away the players that you have. Mm-hmm. All right, what's the next one, if you have any more? Um, so whenever you were talking about Russell Wilson, did you have a football reason why you were going to take a rookie quarterback over him? I mean, I agree. I would take a rookie quarterback over Russell Wilson, but I was wondering what your football reasoning was. The fact that he had to break out the last three weeks of the season to even score 16 touchdowns. That in the last three weeks of the season, he finally scored as many touchdowns as he had scored all year long in the first, what, 14 games? I know that that might mean sign of good things to come. I was going to say, how much of that was Hackett? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Well, Hackett was gone long before he had that breakout the last three weeks of the season. So I think Russell Wilson is one of those guys that – You look back on it right now, and this past season, he is grossly overpaid. It does not look like it was a good trade, but football memories are very short. Yeah. You win, you come back this year, and you're competitive, and you're going to be okay. And the problem for the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chargers, you're all in the Chiefs division. Yeah. And it's owned by the Chiefs right now. Yep. They're They're the Patriots of our time. So, yeah. What else you got? That's Those were my big ones. Those were my big ones. Well, with the remaining time that we have left, um, Monica, if you want to sneak away and go grab what you need, your charger for your computer, I will go ahead and pull up the Draft Network, and we will get this ready to go. All right. Okay. As we are doing this, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do, which is a 32-pick draft for the first round. 
I know you're thinking, well, there's only 31 picks. You've been very clear about that, Michael. Why are you doing 32? That way we can do 16 and 16 and, and give people the chance to, like, make trades and stuff. So this is going to be just two rounds, and we're going to make it to where Monica has the number one pick. We're going to stop after the Steelers selection at 32, and we're going to call it an episode. And this should not take very long. Monica is going to get a charger for her computer right now. And when she gets back and plugged in, we will be starting the draft. Alrighty. I am back. All right. So you are on the clock at number one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So we we will just start and pause the draft. So you tell me who the pick is going to be at number one, and I'll I'll start it and select them, okay? C.J. Stroud. Okay. So, pick number one is C.J. Stroud. That means I, at number two, I am going to take Will Anderson Jr. I'm going to buy into the rumors that the Texans are not going to take a quarterback. They're going to take Will Anderson Jr. So the Cardinals are at three. Does someone trade up, or do they stand pat? Um, Nah, Jalen Carter's there. Let's go Jalen Carter. Okay. So Jalen Carter is now off the board. And at number four, the Indianapolis Colts select. I'm going to be toxic just just to be toxic, okay? Okay. Ooh, you're really going to be toxic. They're selecting Will Levis. Okay. Oh, I just took Hendon Hooker for five. Tell me who you want instead, sorry, at the Seahawks position. I, the Seahawks my, position? Yeah, my finger was fast. I was kind of thinking Tyree Wilson. Okay, so let's just have Tyree Wilson stay on the board, but he's not going to be there anymore. So Tyree Wilson went at five, uh, not Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker's still available if you want him. But that means at number six, the Detroit Lions get to select Bryce Young. The the fall stops there. So it's number seven. Who do they take for the Ra- the Raiders? Ooh. I can I can see Christian Gonzalez. Okay. So that's who you're picking? Yeah. All right. That means at number eight, I'm going to have the Atlanta Falcons say, you know what? We know what's going to happen at number nine. We're taking Paris Johnson Jr., we're going to try to shore up our offensive line a little bit more for Desmond Ritter. Okay. You want to trade number nine? I do not because he's no longer there. Uh, let's see. For both of them. Both of those players are not there. Let me see if anybody is here that I would be okay with trading up for. No, I feel like whoever I want would still be there at 17. So, who Roger, do they take? Broderick Jones. Roderick Jones. Okay. Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock. And I'm going to have them take. Are you going to do it? Miles Murphy. You cannot not take him there. Mm-hmm. Pick number 11. Who we got? Tyree's off the board, of course, as you know. Right. Oof. 
I think I think you know what I want to do, but I feel like I can't do it. I'm going to go with Skaronski. Okay. And as luck would have it, Anthony Richardson is on the board for the Houston Texans. And I'm going to take him. Yes. At number Um Mainly because the Jets could potentially take him if the Packers have not traded Aaron Rodgers yet. Uh, the Patriots could try to take him. The Packers could try to take him and the Commanders. So he's not falling past 16 if he's still there. Here's a wild idea. What if Anthony Richardson falls to the Patriots? Yikes. All right. Pick number 13. The Jets are on the clock. Devin Witherspoon. That's, yeah. I am here on the clock at pick number 14, and I am going to take... John Michael Schmitz. It just seems like a Patriots thing to do to get some random O lineman. Like who was it? Like Cole Strange last year? Yeah. You have fixed fifteen and sixteen, by the way. A fifteen and sixteen. Okay, let's see. Then Michael Meyer some... to the Packers. Okay. And the commanders. Oh this one's tough. Mm. Would they go? Do you think they'd go Quentin Johnston here? No, mainly because they have Jahan Dotson and Yeah, Karen I, was, I was thinking about that. Ooh, this is tough. You know who they would go for, though? And it would be a completely overdraft, but you know who they would go for because of where he played? Brian Branch. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I. I just can't do that. They do need a tight end. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking about Dewan Jones as well. Okay. Dewan Jones is off the board. Dewan That's Jones. It. There you go. So it's seventeen. The Steelers are on the clock here. I'm having pick seventeen and eighteen because I asked to have the Steelers draft selections. Um I know this is gonna sound really crazy to do this, but I'm going to take um Kalijah Cansey from wow. Uh I want Jalen Carter, but he's not there. So I'm going to take the next best defensive tackle. Steelers have always valued players who can get to the quarterback fast, not the big guys like Terrence Cody and the Ravens types of lo- lovers like Haloti Nada and other guys like that. Mm-hmm. So Kalijah Cansey here. Then at pick number 18, the Lions are on the board, and much to my surprise, there is a player available that I did not think would be available at this point in the draft, and it is Lucas Van Ness. So I will give them another opportunity for Aiden Hutchinson and that defense to be able to feast. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really hate that I am thinking this. Tampa Bay with Bijan Robinson. Ooh. I hate that I'm thinking that. I'm sure you want to do that, though, because they do have a running back from last year that is their starter. Yeah. They have greater needs. They do. I'd, but how can you pass up on him here? By That's, selecting another player. <laughs> I just... You're going to need someone to carry the team this year because your quarterback's not going to do it. 
Right. All right, so you're going to say it's Bijan Robinson. Yeah. I hate that I'm singing that. Wow. That that really hurts. Um, I'm going to give uh, Brian Breesey to the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Build up their D-lineman a little bit. Now, you know who needs to go here at 22? JSN. No. But if that's your pick, I'll I'll make it. It's the Chargers. I mean, yeah, but you know who needs to go there at twenty-two? It's yeah, that guy there. Um, but you you have selected JSN. Yeah, and I will allow you. I that. think that the other guy will probably be available later on. Possibly, maybe, maybe. So I have to pick for the Baltimore Ravens. Well, uh, you can give me that pick if you want. Um. I'll keep it, okay, and I'll do them justice. I'm going to have them taking uh, Anton Harrison. They have not really been able to replace what they lost in Orlando Brown, mm-hmm. and so I think they they try to do that this year because even if Lamar is not there, you got to protect the quarterback. Right. Vikings on the clock. Who do they take? Vikings on the clock. Quentin Johnson. All righty. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on the board at number 25, and I'm going to have them take uh, Dalton Kincaid. There he is. Okay, I see which offensive player are we going here? Yeah, New York Giants. New York Giants. Um... They need a corner, don't they? They they probably need everything but quarterback. So, yeah, I would say a cornerback wouldn't be the worst pick for them. Because I'm, I'm just dying a little inside that Joey Porter Jr. is still here. It feels like that would be a good pick for them right now. I would like to make a trade. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. You do what you want. I'm going to stay and stand pat at 33. I think Joey Porter Jr. here. Okay. Because you're also trying to snipe the Cowboys. Yeah. The Cowboys are on the clock now, and I think they've got to be looking at it and saying, you know what, we need a guy to play opposite of Micah Parsons. We need somebody that can get to the quarterback so Micah can stop being triple teamed. Yeah. Nolan Smith is the pick. Bills are on the clock at 28. I think this makes too much sense, Darnell Washington. I I happen to agree with you there. And I think this makes too much sense. I'm going to give Jameer Gibbs to the Bengals. Wow. Interesting. Joe Mixon's never been known for catching the ball out of the backfield. He does it, but it's not been what he's known to do. Jameer Gibbs seems like he could be that type of guy where Joe Burrow could check down mm-hmm. and not die at some point on a football field. Yeah. So Saints are on the clock now. Number 30, we have four picks left. The Saints are going to have to trade out because they can't afford it. Um, They're going to need – they're going to pick Derek Hall. Okay. The New England, New England, the, the Philadelphia New Eagles. England Eagles. 
they have a lot of needs. They have a lot of things going on that, that I think you could argue that they could do. Yeah. But I'm going to give them, let's see, who did they, they took, we took earlier uh, Miles Murphy for them. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to put another bookend and I'm going to take Will McDonald here. Interesting. I know that's a little bit of an overdraft, but I'm going to take Will McDonald here because I think that's what they desperately need. Last two picks. You have to pick for the Chiefs. You have to pick a good player. Cam Smith. Okay. I'm good with that. And so the Steelers are on the board, and we got really lucky, in my opinion, took Kalijah Kansi, a homegrown guy. Second year in a row, first-round pick was a homegrown talent. That is pretty cool. And I think we have no offensive tackles on the board that I really love at 33. So I'm going to do something because it's my show and I can do this. I'm trading for pick number 34 as well. In this scenario, I'm going to give up 49 and a third round pick to do it because I think the Texans would value that more. And I'm going to make that trade real quick. And then as soon as we're done making that trade, I'm going to tell you who I'm taking. You ready? I have a thought about what you might be doing. So I'm going to give them this one, and I'll actually give them, you know what I'm going to do? Because it doesn't matter. I'm going to give them a first-round pick next year for this. That's how highly I I value this. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to give them a second-round pick next year, and I'll give them a fourth-round pick this year. Okay. And I'll ask for their second-round pick and their third-round pick, just, just to be fun. Just to be fun. Okay, the Steelers are evaluating your offer. Of course we're going to accept that. Wow, highway robbery. So the Steelers are now um, on, on the clock, uh, back-to-back picks. And with our first pick, we're going to take Darnell Wright off at the oh, tackle. okay. And uh, we're going to unpause the draft here, and we're going to take Darnell Wright. And then with our next pick, we're going to do it. Kenny I think you're going to Yep. We're going to take Jordan Addison. And say, hey, man, I know we just traded for Allen Robinson, but we didn't think Jordan Addison would be here. We traded up to get him for you, Kenny. We're building that picket fence, but we're also going to give you your playmate that you love to play on the football field with. We're giving you Jordan Addison, and Deontay Johnson will be included in that trade. Deontay Johnson to the Houston Texans? Come on. They would take that. Yeah, Anthony Richardson throwing to him? That'd be interesting. What a great episode. That was good. Now, good. don't forget, if you've been listening to this whole episode and you don't like what we've done, just email us, goatversusgoat at gmail.com. As always, we are very thankful that you've taken some time to listen to us, and we'll be back tomorrow with another mock draft, and we're getting really close to my final full seven-round mock draft that I'm working on, and it is going to be epic, and you're going to love it. Don't forget to subscribe to the other show that we will normally have the podcast continuing on in a few weeks, going on a tangent, but until then, take care.